Fun fact about Claire. When she was in her early 20s, she went on a date with a bloke to Veggie Bar, <laughs> the most hipster of hipster places in our early 20s. She ordered her favourite thing, which was the nachos, and he, this guy, insisted on sharing these nachos whilst wearing his fingerless gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and Claire had to watch him massacre her nachos with his fingerless gloves and then try to kiss her at the end. <laughs> There was way too many red flags, mate. <laughs> and the worst bit was that, like, food was falling on the gloves. Like, they were the kind of cheap kind that are, like, quite fluffy, you know, the fluffy. Like, and, and he just kind of scraped it off. And I was like, oh, my God, these gloves have seen some shit. <laughs> oh, yuck. Did you guys get engaged? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sheilers, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that kicks us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilers. Mate! Mate, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. It has been a while. It has. It has. We treat this like it is. A, um, what is something the, that you do very unoccasionally? Uh, <laughs> as if we're tending to the middle child. Orgasm during sex. Yes. Okay. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> or just sex. Um, yeah, yeah, we've we done just, that such a long for time. Ages. Yeah. Sierra, it's Who been. Cares? Oh God, I care. Still, oh, got a lot less. of kids. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. Couldn't care less. <laughs> Sew it up. It's dead. <laughs> oh. And how have you been? Your Melbourne has reopened. It has. It has. Everything is back. And um, it's funny because the the announcement I think was like a few days ago, and they were like, "Everything's back. Everything is open. You can go dancing." I was like, "I can go dancing." And I was like. I don't go, I don't do, I don't go dancing. No. <laughs> I had a solid but, moment where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go dancing. And I was like, oh no, that's not really within the parameters of my experiences mm. anymore. So is, is it nice being back in, um, is it nice being, having people around? Yeah, it's so that's good. Lots it's of, really lots nice of being dinner in parties. Houses. It's really nice just being, yeah, just stuff being normal again. Although the spectre of COVID is with us. Everyone is like, it's in daycares and schools everywhere right now. Um, yeah. And um, uh, Frida just got, we had to get tested because she was a tier one, but they've changed the rules. So tier ones don't have to quarantine for two weeks anymore. So you can do whatever you want, which is so lovely. Great. Up here, it's like, obviously nothing's really changed except on December 17th, they're having, um, they are reopening. Uh, Like everything is like, should be basically back to normal, except, which it has been anyway. Yeah, you guys have had nothing. (laughs) We haven't had nothing. But um, people who aren't vaccinated aren't allowed to go to pubs or work in public places, really. Fucking good. Yeah. 
But there's a few comedians up here who have been very vocal since the start about how this is a government conspiracy. And now it's like, cool. You've like you've said that into a microphone to an audience. That means you can't work after September, December 17th or you have to go back on what you said into that microphone and just get the vaccine. So I know that there's at least at least three comedians that I work with. Oh, four. Four comedians that I work with. Four. Oh, yeah. Who will not be in the, in, in like, amongst us soon. So they believe in it so much that they're willing to just step out of the job. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't think any of them are anti-vaxxers, but they're anti this vaccine. It's so I don't know. It's so bizarre. It's weird, isn't it? It's I get weird, it. I get it for like people with experiences of like you know like colonialism and like government interference and intergenerational trauma from government interference and so on. But like, let me guess, these are mostly like white people, right? Who just don't like being told what to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. It's it's really interesting. Like, and I will listen. Like, I'm listening to them, not like as soon as they open their mouth. I'm like, shush, shush. I don't am not interested. And so I am listening. But the, I think what we the problem is, well, one of the problems, is that there's just so much on the internet that will say what you want it to say. Mm. So if you are like, I really need to, I really need to know that Fran, Fry, Fran Fine from The Nanny is actually African-American, you will find someone who says that and you'll be like, cool, knew it. Case closed. And then it's that's it. It's a justification it. machine. Yeah. You're right. And you can yeah. find somebody who's going to bang on about. But the thing is, like, because it's so unregulated and because anybody can literally say whatever they want, being able to discern what is real from what is not is gone. Yeah. So, the, so I, like, I, and I was listening to a very, very sensible person last night at a gig and she was like well this is one of my last gigs before I can't gig for a while and I think her I think they're the people who aren't having the who don't have the vaccine I think their tactic is that they will um that they will not have it and hope that it just kind of goes away go well it will that 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 rule only lasts for a very short amount of time that there's going to be an enormous amount of people who who haven't got it because apparently the 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 protests a couple of days ago were enormous apparently in melbourne there was close to half a million people but i think you think about the entitlement of these people and you think about kind of their kind of internal vitriol and the amount of kind of incendiary rage that's backing their ideology of, you know, I do what I want, my body is my temple and I'll make choices and government is all shit and la 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 la. Of course they're taking to the streets. Like, of course there's thousands of them because they they believe so much in themselves. It, it doesn't it doesn't interest or baffle me at all. They can amass as much as they want, but they can also get fucked, they quite can. frankly. <laughs> And also, they won't because they can't do anything. They won't. They I mean, they can nothing. get fucked technically. I mean, that's not unlawful under the current legislation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can have sex with an unvaccinated pe- person if you want, you guys. Ew. Don't let us Don't stop do you. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a fun party. <laughs> so it's a strange – it is – It is. it's going to be strange and I'm really interested to see how it kind of um, plays out in Queensland. And in Victoria, Claire, do you have the th- – that are you sh- like because you went to the pub today mm. did you have to show your 
passport everywhere you go you go in and it's just everyone just has it ready you check in and the service victoria app and then you show your you show your um wow your vaccination passport it's just normal and which is great i mean most people aren't assholes and are just like yeah of course i got vaccinated here it is there's um a, a really great comedian um up here who uh has he's also a graphic designer and he's like hey guys just so you know it's really really hard to to kind of um forge or make a copy of or like a pretend kind of passport Mm. you were it's really really hard but if you need a graphic designer come to me and i'll charge you five hundred dollars and then then i was like oh my god and then the next slide wait the next slide he was like and just to be clear what what the how this transaction will work is you will give me five hundred dollars i'll keep that five hundred dollars and then i'll explain to you that you're a baby and that you just need to get the vaccine <laughs> i love him yeah i was like so that's good. genius that so good it, but there was that moment where i was like oh my god oh, he's, no. he's really helping the, these people no but yeah, yeah this it's is like it, no like, i'll take your money and you can get five but it is a thing yeah. like people are uh, they want to. They want to pay to seek out kind of you know fake vaccination passports, even fat vaccination records. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's such a strange time we're living in. And yeah, I just my my everyday my pity and my empathy reduces. And yeah, that there's been some quite intense uh, conversation around what people who are unvaccinated should and shouldn't have access to. There have been discussions around access to healthcare and things like that. And obviously that yeah. is not within the parameters of what. No, um, we can't do that. No, we can't do that because it's a slippery slope. But, um, and at the same time, I mean, when somebody, we, we, I mean, we're both, we're both sitting here happily sipping wine, which is also very making decisions about our health. So yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, you can't obviously draw comparisons to something. I mean, I'm, unless I go and get in a car, which I won't because I don't have one, I'm that's not going to kill someone else by That's the wine. only reason why I'm not getting in a car. Because <laughs> I don't have one. Not because I- I'm drunk. <laughs> The only reason why I'm not getting a car is because I've got nowhere to go. I'm trapped here forever. Oh, my God. Save me. This week. This week. Claire, but I wanted to ask you before we do this week. Claire, I want to ask you. I have to ask you. I have to ask you. How is your your heart? Ah, good question. You know, my heart is getting a way of a lot better after some very intentional and deliberate um, work and um, connection with my beautiful community and yeah it's I feel I you know obviously I think things like this will hurt for some time in different ways but yeah I feel quite um, empowered and indignant and mm-hmm. um, have a kind of a renewed sense of um, of I think quite justifiable um, self uh how do I articulate this? I, I don't know, self-worth really. And, and yeah. a, a new ex- way of expressing kind of what has been um, to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long, long time until, for example, I'm ready to get back on the apps. And I will, I, I do look forward to sharing that with all of our people online. Yes. <laughs> that will be, be so good. Oh my God. So many lols. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good actually. Like compared to where I was, you know, like, you know, you we were we were in deep conversation a fair bit as were you know most of my close female friends uh god god how long ago was it now it's mid-september 
where I was like a broken husk and now I'm really feeling like myself again. Yeah, it's been two months, surely. And, surely. But this has been like got it's got to be one of the hardest breakups you've had. Oh, I think I think the worst. Weirdly, oh we haven't because of my marriage. My marriage ended, but that was my decision, and you know, I yeah. think it was a very, very long time coming. So this one was quite blindsided by it, and uh, you know, and and it was a very, very different experience. But this year has been a shit show. It's been a horrendous one, but um, you know, I'm grateful for what it has taught me about yeah. myself and what I deserve, and also the depths and the beauty of all the people around me and I don't mean you know just the proximity you included there no um, so kind but um yeah and also you know I'm writing a really a, a book which I'm really excited about and yeah good a lot of time on and it and I don't you know this is this has been you know because I hit such a rock bottom and a deer if you will um and this was such a part of that experience um it has been a real creative um, kick in the dick for me. So I'm grateful yeah. for that too. Oh, my God. And at some point I'll get back, you know, I'll, I'll get back on the scene when I'm ready. Again, it's a long time away. And, you know, and you know, you know I'll be having a good time. <laughs> I know you'll be having a very good time. It'll be yeah. so good. And I, I think an episode, perhaps in the future when you're a little bit more healed, will be we'll talk about the difference between break, you know, breakups in your twenties and breakups in your thirties. <gasps> good idea. Or even like breakups. I don't know, like breakups when you uh, thought that they were much more. Well, they were going to be around for a lot longer compared yeah. to someone who you'd already got kind of switched off from and I'm not saying that's your experience at all but I'm just saying like I think that they're very different and how when we say a breakup you can't they're almost they're such different flavors of breakup um and you have you have just like I don't know experienced the one that tastes like dog shit and so yeah oh it's horrific but but it's but it's over touch gently on it today very gently very gently very gently um because we're going to talk about Taylor Swift what's your relationship with 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 Tay-Tay oh I uh look I just I was uh I kind of jumped on the bandwagon late but she's great she's so so great and Mm -hmm. I think it's because she was just kind of like a very pretty skinny white girl who sang country music um and was cute and so at the start I was like cool that's not my bag and then um after a while I was like oh wow I think the song that got me was Shake It Off do you remember that song yeah such a fun jam yeah oh my god and also from that same record um Out of the Woods that was such a jam and also um Blank Space, one of the best pop songs oh, yeah. of so all good. time. And that she writes her music, doesn't she? She does. She she brings in people who like um, do production and they co-write some of them, but the ideas and the most of the melody and lyrics are her own. She's a very clever woman. But she has released her uh, her old album Red again, uh, and the she reason why has. is because some horrible, horrible, horrible uh, mm. people owned her music, and so Scooter they were making Braun. heaps of money <laughs> on uh, on her like on her own work, and so she has released it again, uh, which was so all the same music, uh, um, but it has Taylor's version in brackets mm. on it, mm. which is so nice, and it's like it was one of those things where it's like oh. She could have just got made, you know, made another album, made money. I don't think this was about her making money. No. I don't think this was. It was about her being like, hold on a sec. You can't do that to me. 
if I let you do that to me, then you're just going to do it to someone else. And yeah. I need to say, like, that's fucked. She stood up for herself. Yeah. And I was trying to explain this to Olive because Olive, my seven-year-old, is obsessed with Taylor Swift. She I loves love her that. so much. And so Olive's like, so hold on, how did how was, did someone steal her music? And I was like, well, and I was trying to explain it. And she was like, so are they in jail now? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how the world works. They're just richer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're very rich. They're allowed to do what they want. And she's like, cool. So how did they steal it? Was she like, did they steal it from her house? I was like, no. And I was like, it's actually really confusing. It's really confusing. The world is dumb. And poor old Taylor Swift had to deal with a lot, but she's released it again and it's amazing. But what is different about this album, Claire? All right, so let's 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 dig a little bit deeper into into the context, I think, because it is it is really important to kind of having her kind of articulate things in her own way. So Scooter Braun, who um, is a multimillionaire talent manager slash private investor, bought the masters for Taylor's first six records in a move that was financed by private equity firms. So the masters were then sold sold to Shamrock. Holdings, which is another private equity firm. And these are one of these evil proliferate companies that get rich, people get even richer. And so they can do things like freeze their heads, you know, at cryogenic temperatures and resurrect themselves in the future to buy more super yachts. Like they're terrible people. Cool. And, um, and they, interestingly, this company is owned by the descendants of Walt Disney. So it's effectively um, Taylor Swift's old records are now Disney, Disney material. Oh, wow. Um, so Taylor called Scooterbrown out for being an incessant manipulative bully and said that she had attempted to um, buy the buy the masters um, and he his company had said no. And so her re-recording is all about her putting her own voice, her own kind of personality into it because she was she was a tiny thing when she released you know these first few records. Yeah. She twenty you know read read she she wrote the songs between being twenty and twenty two, which is just you know but massively massively talented but also still figuring out who the hell you are yeah what were you doing when you were 20 claire oh i don't know probably magical things probably bombs i've never done an angle neither have i (laughs) it's really funny that's probably the best thing about both you and i (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because sometimes you see like Someone buying like a cream dispenser, you're like, fuck, I know what you're doing. Yeah, um, I've never yeah. seen that, but that's Melbourne. So, okay, track five. Let's talk about track five of Red. So, Taylor has re recorded the entire record and she's done this really incredible things with all of her re recordings. So, she's, she's put herself in them in a way that she couldn't when she was tiny. Track five is, a, is, is, um, is called All Too Well. And yeah. it, even before this re-recording, um, Rolling Stone named it the 88th best song of all time in their most recent redo of the 500 top songs of all time because it's this beautiful exhibit, ex, 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 I can't say this word, I really want to, expositional. It's a word, it's a good word. Well done. Um, it was hard for recount, you. It was hard for me after a couple of wines <laughs> of her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. Now tell me about Jake Gyllenhaal, girl. Well, he is a guy, full stop. 
Need I say more? What need you say? <laughs> need I say more? No, so, fuck boy. Yeah, so he uh, went had a relationship with her. So the, what's great about this song is it kind of and why it has kind of struck the core, or struck a chord, or struck a nerve rather, of so, for so many people in the world is it has been. It it quite the song kind of details the start of a relationship, how it's magical and mm. kind of all consuming, and then someone along the way, and in this case it was Jake, kind of changes his mind and <sighs> then turns into like a bit of a dick. Yeah. And there's this really great line, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. It's about like. You were so cruel in the name of honesty. So casually like, cruel in the name of being honest. Yeah, it's mm. exactly what I said, Claire. I'm so annoyed that you repeated <laughs> it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so that I think that was really that was really powerful. It was like, well, I can't lie to you. I'm just trying to say, and like like it's tricky because you don't you don't want someone to lie to you. But it is that like, how does someone turn around so quickly? How does someone be so hot and cold? Yeah. And so I think this is like why this has struck a nerve with so many was people um, and specifically women uh, and not all women, but specifically women, uh, mostly it is um, because we have most people have experienced We've had this, this story. Exactly. You like, listen oh, wow. to it all too well and you're like, oh, my God, like men put who put themselves at the center no matter what. Yeah. And men who treat you terribly in you know in the line of that I was I've it was it was wonderful after it was released it was most of my text messages with with other women were about this song and I've collected some of the things like because people were reliving their heartbreaks both recent and you know historical and they were talking about woke fuckboys because there's a scene in it where um Jake Dylan Hall um uh throws her the car keys and you know he's this awful man and it has a fuck the patriarchy um, keychain on it it's like oh, mm. everybody knows a work fuck boy they're the worst and another friend was talking about men who made women so casually disposable it's just this this pouring thought forth of experiences and and again and again not just men who choose themselves and prioritize themselves which is you know definitely a, a story I'm very familiar with but men who represent particular things or live particular things in a relationship and then can switch off like it never happened. Mm. Like it's because all too well is a song about being gaslit, right? About mm. being present to an experience and being there and having someone really devalue it after. But it's also about a woman who kind of is, a, you know, sees herself in a particular way through a relationship and obfuscates her own needs, which Taylor definitely articulates in the song and in the brilliant short film that she made about it. And um, but but for what end? To a man, man who treats her quite cruelly at the end. And so yeah, it's just. I mean, I, <laughs> I the first time I listened to it, the ten minute version, because the rumors have been going around that the original song was much much longer when she and originally wrote it, and then it was cut down for red. Um, and I was really gunning to listen to it. And I put on my headphones and like walked around the north side and I had a mask in my back pocket pocket and it wasn't very, very sunny, but I had my sunglasses in my, my, my pocket. And within two minutes I had both my mask and my sunglasses on, even though 
it with the laws had changed because I was crying so much. Yeah, exactly. With a motorcycle helmet, and I was just, I just, I just like walked and walked and walked. And at the end, like, like I was like mouthing the words. Okay, I was scream shouting them. Don't at me. As I walked around Brunswick and Coburg, just like being so like heartbroken and furious, and just so thankful for this woman who has put into words the experience that we've all had. Mm. But this is where we differ, though, Claire. Yes, this is this where is... we d- differ. Let's talk and about the that. only place, every other way, we are exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's an article that came out from um, Sydney Morning Herald, mm-hmm. or I think it was actually from the New York Tom- Times, actually. Kind same, of same. Sydney, same New York. Exactly. Queen we, Bean. We can't go to Montreal. either, so who cares? <laughs> and it is, it's titled, Are You Anxious, Avoidant or Secure? And it's Sydney Morning Herald one. It was uh, written by Foster Kamer. And it's about uh, this a whole idea of how there's been so much science and research gone into this this. Um, this idea of the attachment theory mm. which were mm. everyone is well, a lot of people are familiar with it when it talks to uh, they, when we're referring to babies and mm. their parents and there becomes a time in, in a baby's life where they they go from useless blobs to ever so slightly less useless blobs when they realize their parents can walk away from them and then it is like and uh, they have um this like enormously uh stressful time where they cry a lot when they get put down and they are super super needy and then really clingy and it's really hard for the parents but it's kind of adorable at the same time you're like oh my god you need me it's so nice however there has been more research that has applied this same idea to romantic relationships and we are we've been put into three categories so there is we are as humans put into three categories one uh, secure and that Claire mm. is the best one that's it we all want that that, that is, is the best dream. one that, that is, is the where, dream that is that is the one where you in a relationship feel your identity is fine you have not changed personally you are you understand that you are you and they are them and you are you are comfortable with them around and comfortable when they're not there like this yeah. is like this is the enigma this is the x-men but you have like a you have a self-worth i guess yeah. that, that just you know you're like oh i'm i'm chill i'm fine you know i i really believe in trusting myself these are my boundaries um and you know i won't let you cross them because that's not cool but you yeah. know it, it's it's just a very remarkable way of being <laughs> and they in the article they that how they are described is they communicate warmly and honestly <laughs> which is i think was what probably jake gyllenhaal was thinking that he was doing you say gyllenhaal i say gyllenhaal uh, tomato, shit. exactly angela <laughs> and Jelena, who cares who gives a shit nobody cares nobody cares and then we've got two other so we've got obviously the secure and then we've got the avoidant so the avoidant person they are avoid so when things get things get a bit full on they just yes run away (laughs) and they are like nothing's happening here nothing to see and then they will distract themselves with a million things they also really they find it really hard to commit to things um, because it's too full on, like it's overwhelming, yeah. and it's seeing it feels too real. And then Claire, tell me about the third one. Oh yeah, anxious. Anxious is um, when you um, don't have great kind of sense of self and sense of self worth, and so you have an inherent kind of 
uh, feeling that somebody is going to, you know, is, is not going to be there for you in a way. And so you become quite literally anxious about how kind of connected or attached to um, you they are. And so you kind of, it's, there's lots of variations, just like there is in avoidant, but you become a bit, you know, you can be very stressed and worried about the relationship, think about it too much and, um, you know, put the relationship at the center rather than yourself as is healthy to do. Now, before we, before we talk about who we are in these three categories, spoiler alert, no one here is fucking secure. (laughs) Yeah. How do you? But did you know that 56% of people are secure? Fuck 20% of people are are anxious. And 23% are avoidant. I want to be avoidant. <laughs> it's such a dream. so nice. Yeah, it's you don't, so just nice don't give a fuck. But I just, I want to, this is, it's really difficult to, um, to talk about. And it's, 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 we, the reason we're talking about this alongside, um, uh, Taylor Swift is because it's, it's had quite a resurgence, um, in popularity, this theory, uh, during lockdown as people have kind of put, um, put a, put a lens on and unpacked how they relate to one another and themselves. Um, but also all too well is arguably a song about attachment, but so it's difficult to talk about because attachment begins when we are tiny, as you said, Bron, tiny infants are, they, they have a very natural need to have proximity, proximity to an attachment figure. And ordinarily it's a parent, right? And mm-hmm. they need that attachment figure to be sensitive and responsive in their social interactions with them. They're a secure base, right? So um, to explore and return to, they respond to feelings, they respond to things and separation anxiety, what you were talking about, is very, very normal. Um, When you walk, when you're, when you're attached from, you know, you have an attachment and you leave from the room, it's a normal and adaptive response to a securely attached infant. An infant should be worried when their kid leaves the room. However, if early on, particularly in those first few years of life, you had a parent who was inattentive or emotionally immature or disinterested or not responsive to your needs or abusive or neglected you, all of these things can create um, a lack of good attachment. And it's really, really critical because those relationships frame every relationship you have mm. for the rest of your life. And so this has had a resurgence to the point where people are putting on their dating profiles, their attachment style. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Are it's they? Like a, yeah. So let's, let's, let's start with, with, with avoidant attachment, Bron. Talking about breakups is a really good thing. We had a conversation about breakups the other night and I was fascinated to hear about one in particular, which you described probably as the worst that you've been through where, you know, you live together, you were very much in love. Um, you, you entered the relationship, um, but how did you feel when afterwards, when, you know, you were grieving, you were devastated, but how did you feel towards this man? I was angry. Yeah. Like I didn't, wasn't sad. I feel like the, oh, I was definitely, there's bits of me that were sad, but I was so angry. Um, mm. And I, okay, this, this is how I do breakups, Claire, is a second it happens, I'm like, cool, great. And then I pack everything up in the house that reminds me of them. It doesn't matter if it's valuable, does not matter. Valuable, uh, like precious, whatever. Everything goes in a bag and it either is given to them or it just goes in the bin. I don't want to see it ever again. I need that. I need that to be over and the next thing to start, like the next bit of my life to start, whatever that looks like. But because that person has... (laughs) has extinguished themselves from my life I'm like cool next bye 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 and so that has been so I remember feeling 
quite upset by that, but it, I reckon it was like three weeks where I was probably. I reckon it was three weeks where I was probably a bit. It was probably sad, and then I and then I moved on. But I I think about my a, a relationship from high school where the power dynamic was a bit a bit um off for me like he had more power than i did Mm. i liked him probably more than he liked me and that is the first and last time that's ever happened and then um, (laughs) never again never again and i it it taught me heaps like i and then uh and then after after that because when we broke up i was absolutely devastated like Mm. wounded like gutted everything all of these like kind of visceral feelings or so so much and I was like okay cool never want to be in this position ever ever again and so I just never have let myself do that Mm. like every time it feels like they've got more power than me I'm like "Mm, no thanks and then I just don't let that happen because I never want to be that sad ever again and and that guy obviously who cares like he's obviously (laughs) never bounced back and none of them ever do but they um but I do like I just I know that when what like because when I'm listening to this Taylor Swift album I listen to this so differently than you would because Mm. of this if I am this avoidant uh attachment then I'm like oh I would not get to that point where I'm like I thought this meant more to you than it did because, to me yeah because you because uh, I'd never do that I never because you're I mean from your childhood experiences and I guess your you know attachment isn't isn't set your attachment is also for informed it's it's not you know the, the most pivotal important relationships according to attachment theory are with your parents or parental figures but um you know you can your experiences and relationships can also shape your attachment but um but you are protecting yourself, right? That is, that is, yeah. um, all of these are forms of protection. If effectively, all we're trying to do is just shield ourselves from pain. And so you've just learned that to keep yourself safe from pain, you need to have a degree of emotional distance and, you know, and a, a degree of kind of shutting down and shutting out when you feel like somebody is going to, you know, come too close. And it's really interesting when you look at attachment theory, um, when it when it appears in children, they often they don't connect with their with their with their 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 parent figure. They don't. It, it starts very early. They they don't have you know contact maintaining behaviour. They're less likely to cuddle because they've just given up on that relationship because they're so used to that rejection, which is really devastating. So you you carry that into adulthood, but also it's also seems to me somebody who falls on the more anxious side totally dream because I would love to just be like fuck you but one thing that really resonated with me that you said the other night was that you, you you were talking about this particular relationship and you said I was so angry that he made me sad and I was yeah. like that is fucking incredible like how empowering and empowered is that to be like fuck you you made me sad oh, yeah. god I wish that my brain worked like that <laughs> Oh my gosh! I can't believe how it doesn't. Because like, yeah. if you're feeling a certain way, surely you're like, "What is the cause of this?" Yeah. And if the cause of this is like someone crashed into your car, you're <laughs> going to be angry at the person that crashed into your car. <laughs> and if it's a breakup, it's like, "Well, who broke up with who?" And if it's you break up with them, it's like, "Well, obviously, I'm not angry at me because I'm a fucking queen, but I'm." <laughs> I'm angry that they didn't like they weren't good enough to make me still like them. Like I will, I will find a million ways to not be um, to make the breakup their fault because it is. 
Yeah. And <laughs> this is funny. Because I'm in circumstances where, you know, like I obviously a lot of self-reflection, a lot of um, a lot of looking back as is my want doing mm-hmm. the work. Um, and, you know, I can say, you know, fairly, you know, obviously everybody's at fault at some point, but I can say fairly, you know, fairly certainly that I haven't done anything wrong. And yet I still find it very difficult to reach for that anger. And that's why, you know, coming back to the all too well conversation, it was so lovely to have somebody, Taylor, articulate something with the kind of the grief and the hurt that comes from an experience like that and not carry that anger because you could you could tell she was frustrated and she was enraged but she still held a flame for this dude i mean obviously you know 10 years down the track she's probably like yeah fuck you jake gyllenhaal your girlfriends are still 25 and they are but um she's obviously moved on very well but um but it's just that feeling of not being able to um to hold somebody to account because you you hold yourself to account instead and there's this really beautiful image in um in um the the song which i which resonated with me a lot where, where she's um she's at her 21st birthday party and she spends the entire night looking in the door waiting waiting for him to arrive Aww. and her dad says to her it's supposed to be fun turning 21 and he never shows up and we've all been there, right? Being like, oh, please, please show up. Please come. Please be there. I definitely have those moments where I'm like, oh, gosh, like maybe he will change his mind and he'll show up and he'll be there. That's just, you know, socialization. But anxious attachment is is very similar grounding to um, to avoid an attachment in terms of the experience of the baby or the, the tiny child. It's just not getting the right approval responsiveness lovingness from from the 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 parent the parental figure to make you feel secure in yourself and your close relationships but it manifests very differently so you just you you are you're constantly you know you're in in kind of you're you have defenses that you put up because you're anticipating rejection it's exactly the same as avoidant attachment you just have different things at the front so um you you just become more worried about yourself um more expressive about you know like in, internally at least about you know worrying and worrying that you're going to be left or or neglected or you know left behind and just put far too much attention really the opposite of what you've described um and yeah the, the goal is to be secure but you can become secure it just takes a whole lot of fucking work yeah that's what i was gonna ask you claire is is this because i mean like you said this is how we grew up and it's it, it, not us personally but how everyone grows up and it's kind, you've kind of decided you know your like your attachment is not something that you choose it is something that your life has chosen you know your circumstance has chosen for you yeah. so what how do you become secure you're doing lots of work right now Claire Yes, and I'm avoiding it because I don't need it, and so <laughs> I think this is I'm actually fine. more a more interesting question. Like I think our listeners know that, like I'm deep into kind of becoming a better person, and like just because my you know my own experiences have made me so hyper aware of everything that I need to change, I want to change, and my journey is a very distinct one at this point in my life because I have reached such a rock bottom this year. But like, do you do you not want to be avoidant? Do you want to change? No, that? I love it. No, <laughs> really, well, you wouldn't want to really. change it ever. No, I feel absolutely exactly how I want to feel. <laughs> <laughs> Next. So, <laughs> so, like, do you ever no. like? Oh, so this is so interesting. So, do you ever want to be like more open or more vulnerable? No. 
With anybody? No. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Is it? It's actually. And this doesn't make me feel any, like, I'm not like, oh, God, maybe I should. I'm like, no, why would I? This just feels, I think that my siblings are all the same. Like, we're all the same. We're just, yeah. And this isn't like any, this isn't like mum did a bad job. Mum did a magnificent job. Like mum did a great job. Um, but it's, I think this is just how we grew up and to know the world. And we are all absolutely thriving, Claire. <laughs> so oh, that's good. good. To be avoidant, how gorgeous. It's beautiful. But it's a beautiful sun. place. I welcome you to it. If you can ever get to where I am, Claire. <laughs> I think you've been very lucky, though. Like, avo- yeah. like avoidant, avoidant adults, like, often have massive struggles with their interpersonal relationships because when people become too close, they will push them away and they can be quite... They, they, you know, they, they don't like intimacy, and so they do not, they avoid building it at all cost. And so, you know, I think, you know, you've been like, you know, like quite, you know, lucky to be able to form, you know, the relationships that you have, and you do have good close relationships. I do, but I also am really good at forgetting really important things. Like I, I've said this to you before, I'm like, I'm sorry if I'm not as like switched on as a friend as you are, but I just don't, like I don't, I'm, my brain doesn't go straight to this person needs me right now, I need to contact them. My brain, your brain does that a lot. My mm. brain is like, what, how do I survive today? And yeah. then I go, cool. And then I go, oh no, I should have asked Claire if she was okay today or I should have done this. So sometimes friendships for me are much harder. Yeah. I think friendships are harder for me than they are for you in in the way in the terms of not that I don't I'm not it's not that I don't understand how to read them, but I'm I find hard I find it hard to make time for them. Yeah, you, you care a lot less about friendship than I do. I do. Like it's not very important to your life. Like it's not very it's and I've not, got like some great friends, but I will, like I could go I could go months without seeing some, talking some to, of my mates, yeah, yeah. and then but not feel like oh god I've really I need them like I don't I don't feel like I need anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need anybody. Anyone? Fuck. No, no one. I need no one. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So we're breaking up. So bye, Claire. Okay, bye. Well, yeah, it's like I, I think it's really interesting because every I mean, people talk about anxious attachment because it's so front and center, right? It's so like in your face, anxious mm. attachment. You just, mm. you just like it's very, very, you know, like because because it is a a form of like intense self doubt, of intense self scrutiny, and a, a, like self awareness to a really uncomfortable point. So. When you are anxiously attached, it is just, you know, it is very, very front and center. And, yeah. but, but avoidant, avoidant is like, you don't magic. have to look at it. <laughs> exactly. No it's magical, you know, and, 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 and going back to all too well, which is, is, is kind of our grounding piece in this relationship. I reckon Taylor is anxious AF because I listen to that. I think she's even more anxious than me. Like you listen to, you know, how kind of fixated and kind of central her relationships are and it is this this way of kind of of being which sound like sounds deeply painful and I really help you know I really hope that you know I'm sure she has because she's got so much money that you know she found a place of peace with it but yeah yeah just all the images of her like did you see the short film babe did you see the film 
Yeah. Oh my god. Like just the the scenes of her rolling around bed, just crying with her mouth hanging open. I'm like, fuck. That has been me the last couple of months. It was so mm. gutting. Well, and was this a song, Claire, that she wrote when she was 21 or 22 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. So this is yeah. so I think incredible. That, so I know so, it's disgustingly talented, but um, if but I think that probably you were like that when you were 21. Fuck, man, I was like that when I was 34. Like, no. this is not, like, no, 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 yeah. Like, and I don't, like, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I love, I love in ways that are really big and really open. Um, Obviously, you know, I have a, you know, a fair bit more kind of complicating my life at the point of my last relationship. But, like, in terms of, you know, having an open heart and really trusting someone and really believing in someone and believing in the good of good in the good in them and the potentially in them and then having that you know eventually really kind of wreck me um yeah I absolutely absolutely saw that and I I, I don't again like I, I wouldn't it's funny you, we're talking about things that we change about ourselves and we talked about this recently I wouldn't change the way I love because it is very central and important to me to be you know to be open and honest and big-hearted and I love people and the friendships particularly that I have with people are so central and important to my life and they they fill me up so deeply and um I wouldn't want to change that I would just yeah just um romantically it's it's just not worked out for me so good (laughs) yeah but do you feel like an anxious attachment with your friends or is it just romantic um, oh, I've definitely, sometimes it's come up a lot with my friendships in the past, but not for the last couple of years, I think, because I've done so much of the work in kind of like self-regulation and self-reflection. No, like now, like if somebody doesn't text me back or if, you know, someone's busy, I don't take it personally. It doesn't make me yeah. upset. I'm just like, no, nah, we're all just busy. That's just life. Like, no, now, nowadays, not at all, which is lovely. Okay. Not the slightest. So it's just romantic then. Yeah, and hopefully that yeah. will change as well. It will it also to. become it an will. island. Exactly. It will. A hundred dollars it will. But yes, Taylor Swift, this is a, I think it, we are in an all too well era. This is, this is resonating for so many women. It's, it's so important for so many women because mm. it, it, I mean, it's not just about attachment style. It's about the distinct learning paths that we've been on and the way it shapes our pain. You know, we're, we're not, it's not just that we're taught to put a bloke at the center of our experiences that we're taught to shape and frame our self-worth around their attitude towards us and so being gutted and being you know ripped to shreds like Taylor was in this in this um in this song is is a really resonant experience to people who have not been taught that they are the most important thing in their lives and so it yes it has many layers Bronwyn it does. And it'll be interesting, like, now, because you brought this to my attention, the anxious, the secure, and the avoidant, um, partly because I would never have looked into it because there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. Um, so, uh, uh, but I, I think it, I think everyone should have a look at, are you a secure, are you an anxious, are you an avoidant person? And what, uh, what absolutely amazes me is that, what is it, 52%, did we say, of people I who... Who are secure? How fifty-six percent of people are secure, which is absolutely amazing and amazing good for them. and beautiful, and it's a dream. I, I want my babies to be so, so, so secure. Yeah. That yeah. is the dream. The absolute or dream. So avoidant. 
either. <laughs> you're just not anxious. Like, just not anxious. Say, that looks really that. hard. That looks it's really the, hard. It's the worst one. It is $100 the worst one. Thank you, Taylor, for being one yeah. of my peoples. She's a, spokesper- she's a spokesperson for you, Claire. Exactly. She's basically me. It's like that episode but, of South Park where um, it turns out this tan's dad is Lord. <laughs> you watch that? It's fucking funny. No, turns I've out been avoiding Lord it. Right, you should, yeah. <laughs> exactly but you but but i think that with the reaction that the world has had with her with red her i'm just gonna pop in with the reaction the world has had it has been number one that song has been number one on spotify worldwide out out downloading all of the other songs by tens of millions of listens there's yeah. a fucking lot of heartbroken people out there. Oh, yeah, but there's also – surely that means that there's a, a load of anxious people that perhaps <laughs> didn't know they were anxious until <laughs> this happened. I don't know. I feel I like 60% know. secure is an absolute lie. Like that is, that's data, just, it's but it's too, wrong. It's too high. Like just some people high. I know, I'm just like, I don't know that many securely attached people. <laughs> Maybe my friends are all just like – Yeah, who are they? No, They're not like, real. They either avoiding the spark or anxious like yeah no exactly. I, I know a handful but they're like yeah they're the rare ones so if you want to come at us saying you're secure we're gonna come at you and say you're a liar <laughs> <laughs> pretty much we're psychologists it's fine <laughs> Oh, we have been good Sheilas and what an episode. Good for exactly. us. I'm packing and doing I'm, the work. Exactly. I'm doing none because I'm busy. I'm but doing all of it because I'm you anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't care less about it. So we're gonna re- we're gonna get back on tra- track with recording every week. Yeah, um, we love it. It, it. We do, and it's just we're just gonna make the time because we do love this, and it is gonna be good. And the next time we talk about this, about anything, we're going to continue the pattern where Claire is uh, wounded and Bron is an ice maiden. I'm tired of this one. I want to be the maiden. You will be the I ice be maiden. The milk maiden. <laughs> you can, sure, babe. That's cool. I'll still be avoidant. I'll avoid the shit out of that. (laughs) We love you guys. Love you guys. Bye.